on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys! This is the Fanboy Bladder Podcast! And here's your host, a man who's now questioning the meaning of Super Bon Bon, Derek McCaw! Okay. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. With me is my fantastic crew. First of all, my announcer. I don't want to say. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, you said I couldn't say it, and then you did it. You he are goes, such... He goes he right there. He said you couldn't say it. You know I what? didn't say you it. You know what? There are street whores ashamed of you. Why did you point that out? <laughs> I went outside. I was going to the street. I was pointing to the street. You actually pointed at somebody. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It wasn't Goodson, was it? No. <laughs> this is going to be a silly podcast, isn't it? I'm afraid so. Uh, I used so. to play with silly podcasts when I was a kid. So yeah. That was good stuff. Put it on uh, comic strips. strips. Pick yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Drink. Yeah. Anyway, so it out. Who's next to us? Street whore. I- I'm Rick Brett Snyder. <laughs> okay. Pleased to be here for now. Really? All right. Well, you're a little squiffy. I am. Uh, and I'm sure we'll occasionally have <laughs> shouted, no, we won't, from the mute man. <coughs> I don't also, want to say. We also have Steve Simonetti, and we're afraid he'll say things in the background. So He will. And we're at a really packed comic shop tonight. It's so busy tonight. It is really so busy. That's why all the, you'll hear all this noise There's in the background. There's a whole table of D&D players behind well, me. Well, yeah, so yes. we should mention that. Uh, it's a little scary. At Elusive Comics and Games on Wednesday night, it's D&D night. It is. And that stands for Dungeons and Dragons, in case you're confused. Really? If they're listening to this, D&D? I don't know if they're yeah. confused. If you would have said Double D, there might have been some confusion, yes. but... Yes. It's D and D, and believe me, everybody knows that. Yes. yes. Although there's okay, there are double D's over there, just on men. So, uh, um, uh, 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 yeah, uh. yeah. Okay. Anyway, we uh, must have an agenda for the we, evening. I do have an agenda to horrify you. Anyway, um, we've got some comics news, we've got some movie news, and some TV news, and things to gossip about. And turn you mean, over. You mean straight horrify him, right? I do mean that. <laughs> I would have, you're right, I should have pronounced it street horrify. Horrify. I'm still working on this. Um, well, uh, you know, I walked in here tonight and, uh, and Rick said to me, well, no one died this week. And unfortunately, uh, well, last week, since the last podcast, since the last podcast, we did have the comics world suffered uh, a, a, a loss of a giant that I don't think get, got Wait, quite Black Goliath dead again? Black Goliath no. dead again. Oh, dang. A guy who didn't, who hasn't been as uh, in your face as He's a personality. A he was a solid workhorse of the industry. Absolutely, Dick Giordano, who was uh, an inker for DC, an incredible inker, but he was also uh, editorial director for a long time, uh, responsible for hiring uh, people like Marv Wolfman, Wolfman, uh, Wolfman, uh, Len Wein, and giving them their starts. And he was also what is really unsung is uh, he worked for Charlton. And he was basically the guy who allowed Charlton Comics, who created the Action Hero line, 
So many of those characters that now we we love as DC, the question, uh, Blue Beetle, right. Captain Adam, were actually started under Dick Giordano's watch at Charlton. And then when he moved over to DC, he brought that talent over. And when those characters went up for sale, he encouraged DC to buy them outright. So Possibly responsible for the uh, Watchmen then, too. Yes. I thought Watchmen, though, was inspired by Charlton, not... Right, but it was originally meant to be. They had bought the rights to the characters, Um, and then... And they decided they were going to switch it out and do something else, because they were actually going to use those characters. Originally, the original Mm. pitch was for the Charlton characters. Right, right, I remember that. Which is why, at the end of 52, that is, there is now a separate Charlton Earth where those characters have more of a Watchmen attitude. It was briefly alluded to, and Grant Morrison's supposed to get back to it. In his, I saw, I've seen their uh, Saturday morning cartoon. It's pretty good. The Watchmen, that was, the Watchmen, that was great. Yeah. yeah, that's in that same universe, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so uh, he passed away uh, due to leukemia. Uh, yeah. No. In his in his seventies, and um, he's been kind of. He was. I guess they still have a cover coming this month, inked by him. So. Yeah. So you know he was active, as active as could be expected till the end. But he had officially retired years ago. I have a stupid question for it though. <laughs> Is he since he's one of the old timers? Was he like on DC's current? You think health care coverage plan, or um, do you yeah. think he's one of the old? Like, what's the not the comic book legal defense? Was it act actor or what's the other yeah, one? Yeah, actor. Yeah, actor. actor. Uh, what used to be, I think, the Hero Initiative. Hero Initiative, right, right, right. Yeah, um, I think he's covered by the by the Time Warner because he was employee, an executive. Probably. He was okay. an executive with them well into the late nineties. Okay. So, um, I, think I just remember every good. con I go to, I at least put a little cash in the Hero Initiative. Right. Or whatever and what you is. should is we, you know, by the time by the time we get this posted, of course, it's post WonderCon. But if you see, you know. Yeah, this past weekend. And, well, there's plenty of con- convention Still, season Andy, is upon future, us. Sure. So. Oh, oh my convention you go to. You oh my god, is convention season upon us? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't sneeze without hitting a convention. You know what it is? Somebody saw all the money happening at Comic Con and they went, "I want some." And then San Jose doesn't have SuperCon this year. Yeah, yeah. thanks WonderCon. Yeah. All right. So maybe next year. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Let's mention. Let's get our, our our commercial sponsorship out of the way here. We should mention that Elusive Comics and Games is up for best comic book store of the Bay Area at sfgate.com. If you go to elusivecomics.com, i l l u s i v e comics.com, you'll find a link to the SF Gate, and you can vote for Elusive as your favorite comic book store. I know I won't. I will. Uh, right. Um, you know. That, and why you should do that? Because it actually is one of the various best comic book shops. And, and I agree. Anna will and never if you stop go, talking about And if you go in and you tell Anna that you did it, she'll be very grateful. She'll let you pet the baby. That's true. Well, that's, yep. a, that's mm-hmm. a plus. Yep. Tonight's um, podcast is also brought to you by nice. Sutter Home Family Vineyards. Uh, California since 2000, I'm sorry, 1890, since 1890. Very well, del- it's certainly making our podcast go smoother. It's a very delicious spirit. Um, well, that's just from our podcast. That's our unofficial sponsor. From our producer's uh, I wish, point of view. I wish they were a sponsor. We should, we we get, should work we, on that. If we get some alcohol. Because we would drink that on call. the air. I'll make some calls. Oh, we'll drink Lord. that on the air. Um, and I, I also want to sh- shout out, uh, we're probably getting this post on Sunday, but... Uh, Saturday the 3rd uh, of April uh, would have been the 7th anniversary of Earth 2, which is sort of our Los Angeles. What do you mean would have been? Well, it is. Will have it been. Is. Will have has been. been has it's been. future past tense. Are you saying that there's not going to be Where's a... the preterite imperfect in that? Yes. Um, English teacher. Anyway, Cardi Angelo and Judd Meyer, uh, good friends of the podcast, good friends of Fanboy Planet and supporters, 
Uh, well, seven, I've yet to meet. Seven years in short. Didn't you meet Carl last year? Mm, you never introduced me to your friends. Well, You're this ashamed is, of me. Yes. <laughs> you never take me anywhere. I don't want to say. <laughs> uh, but, uh... Anyway. Oh, he gets me every time. I know. Uh, anyway, so the seven years in business uh, and and a thriving business in comic book. When shop. they started, were they just Earth One? No, they started. Oh, okay, no, they good, started okay. Earth Two. Where they, are they in L.A.? They are on Sherman Oaks on Ventura Boulevard, uh, close to the Warner Brothers building, close to 101 and 405 Interchange. Cool. Um, I can't remember the exact address. I apologize, but I, I always know where to find it. Um, they also have a second store. Do you they, need a cosmic treadmill to get there? I do. <laughs> get it because it's Earth Two. I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, I get it. Uh, and they also have a second store, which is co-owned by Jeff Johns, who will be spending that anniversary at WonderCon. Is that called Earth 3? No, it's called Earth 2. Is it called Earth 2 2? Or Earth 2 also? You know, I don't know. Oh, I'm interested. Anyway, that would be good. Earth 2 also. It used to be Golden Apple. It was the second oh. site. It was the second site of Golden Apple, and uh, so and they bought that out. So, but that is not the one story. It's the one on... Uh, well, congratulations. Congratulations to Mr. Carr and Judd. Gene. Um, and so... Let us move to actual comics news. One book oh, those that, are good. I like comics. that they are selling like crazy, I'm sure. Blackest Night finally the came government? to an end. Oh. Now we'll get there. No, we'll God. get there. Okay. But let's talk week. about Blackest Night number eight. We're going to spoil this thing, aren't we? Michael Goodson probably wants to walk away because he hasn't read one, one chapter of this at all. You just oh. read it? Wow. we got to be careful. There are customers still in the store. So. Yeah. Yeah. We might have okay, to that's just, true. The uh, customers ignore us. So, Black is Night number eight. It's well, all good. over. Let's talk about it. No. What do you think? I liked it. I mean, yeah. Did you hear the hesitation in his voice, though? It was almost like, uh, like pizza. I was hoping. I liked it. I was it hoping for something like, a I, little I bit go more. for pizza. Yeah, and that's the. I what what I don't know. What were you? What what little bit more could you be hoping for? A surprise. Mm, yeah, and maybe the way I expected it to end. Mm. Wait, yeah, actually, pr- there was one surprise in it, and that was the whole live part, which led. Oh, into, but we knew that which, was coming. No, no, no. The, live where, woman coming in. What? No, no. The, when when they did it to uh, to the black hand. Okay. They, brought, they did live to black, and I thought, oh, that's yeah, okay, well, that was sure. a you know a good plot. Yeah, and then we knew. We also knew that a lot of people were going to come back out of this. But I didn't think it was going to be just like, okay, exit, come in from the sides of the stage, and I'll just line up there. Although one, I've got to say, I, that I was really pleased to see was yeah. Osiris. Why? Yes, I wasn't expecting Osiris. Why we, were you pleased, though? Because he was actually an interesting character. He was an interesting character, and I hated the way he died. Yeah, it was and his power of Sh- and, the, and that um, and that power of Shazam issue about Osiris. Osiris being the one Black Lantern. Who fought it off? Oh. Yeah, he you know he was raised from the dead and he and he died a hero again. So I thought, you know what? There's they they've expanded that character. There's something to that kid. Trying he to be, a, he had a pretty deep character in that whole yeah. uh, that whole run. He had in that was a countdown, right? It was uh, yeah, fifty two. It was fifty two. Okay, yeah. so in fifty two, he had a good solid run in that as far as storyline and mm-hmm. character development, and, and then through the alligator system, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I right through. Him. Well, yeah, did you read that? Because that was what happened is that they is that both him and Sobek got got uh, resurrected, and so Sobek was trying to tempt him, saying, "Well, now we're on the same side." Because he remembered being being eaten by Sobek, and then it was it was like this whole thing where he was fighting that nature. He was about to devour all the all of these Kandarians, and then he went or Kandakians. 
like it matters. But uh, that fictional hey, they're Middle still East- people. They're fictional Middle Eastern people. Um, so racist. It's a, it's a nation that doesn't exist. It's fictional. Yes. But you still hate them. I mean, why? Yeah, no, I don't. Why? Yeah. What? What? Why, no. do you, why do you have the, to center uh, your rage No, there? just Michal. Oh, the, he's a real Middle Easterner, though. Well, and I... Oh, know, my God. I hate okay. him personally. All right. Uh, so, no, I love you, Michal. Anyway, um... So, so that was a good... That, that was, was a, a good... good break. Break. And then the hawk girl, hawk woman... It changed to the hawk, hawk woman. Right. So the girl became a woman. I, and there were things that I, that I also... After you stabbed I liked her. The, 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 okay. the, uh, you know, Mira's uh, love for rejecting the, the Red Lantern. I was right. like, yeah, that was kind of a cool little thing. And that, yeah, you know. but it was like resolved in three panels. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah. I'm dying. Oh, you're And then love. it was like, and I'll oh, use I'm my safe. blue light to help. You know, yeah. Uh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, but there I were did, disappointments in the. What about the? Uh, we predicted the Care Bear stare, and it happened. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do we feel good about predicting that the Care Bear no. saved the day? No. Um, it was I a little did, surprising. I, I did like the uh, the whole Sinestro uh, going over the top and blowing it for himself, and yeah, that was good because that the, was a bit of a surprise. I really didn't want to see him come out as a hero in this. So and then the, did we ever think that he was gonna though? But well, then I it thought looked that, last issue it looked like he was. But gonna I, come I out thought as, that was misdirection. And what I really liked was how unresolved it was too with him. Yeah, where he just kind of yells at Lar- Larflees. Yeah, which was a great thing for Larflees too because Jeff Johns wants to write a Larflees Christmas special. <laughs> nice. And I I think and his I heart will grow three sizes. I would lunch. enjoy a Larflees Christmas special. Um, <laughs> Why? He doesn't give anything. Well, he does. Oh, maybe end. at the end he it, learns. It, he learned to give at the end of Blackest Night. He's not happy about it. Yeah. And that was great. Um, so. Well, he only gave because somebody else was more greedy than him. That's right. Okay, so. but now you've got to explain to me because you talked about Ralph and Sue and why they didn't bring them back. Okay. Oh, I have a theory. But, um, well, the, the, the theory I have is that they... Well, s- before you go to your theory, let's explain in the book, some people come back... And there's and some, some, somewhat and, of an arbitrary sense and, of... And part of the conclusion is that we don't know why these the ones that came back came back and unless the ones you, that didn't, didn't. Unless you take uh, Green Lantern at his word and, and they didn't want to or try hard enough to come back. Possibly. Or leaving... Here, okay, give me your theory because I'll give you mine afterwards. No, my theory is strictly editorial. Okay, go ahead. Which is that they had started to do something interesting with Ralph and Sue... And for whatever reason, they they completely dropped it, which was that they, that they were detectives in the afterlife. It was a chance to get supernatural detectives uh, that they have not had because they're, they're so separated from the Vertigo universe. But how do you have supernatural detectives if you have supernatural <coughs> powers? There's no real detective no, work. They were you, still, can just, they were, you can be all meow and figure They don't out. have supernatural powers. But if they're they were supernatural, just ghosts. Go- they're just, I mean, if they're ghosts, ghosts, they're supernatural. No, they're not omniscient or anything. They're yeah, just they're just ghosts. So they ghosts don't have supernatural powers? Some like Deadman. Deadman doesn't know anything. He's still a dumb mook from the circus. Mm, or he was until this. Yeah, that was a surprise. Um, so it, I think that there's something else to be done with the characters. Wait a minute. How long do you think it's going to be before Boston Brand dies again? Well, that's part of the fun, Rick. I think that'll be in Brightest Day. I think that'll be one of the He's things. Gonna, and that, he'll have know. to sacrifice himself to stop the brightness. Uh, huh? I don't know. Um, oh, great. 
Then the universe comes too bright. Um, but so my theory with this though is: Are were you done with suing? Uh, no, I mean that's that's my basic thing. Is they started to do that. Now it's just to pick it up. They've got James Robinson back in the fold. He right. loves Ralph and Sue. It's something different to do with them. Okay, He's but what about? He here's my theory. Well, we've pretty much had every core from the colors. We haven't had a white core, a life core. So I'm thinking maybe they're saving Sue and Ralph. Maybe Blue Beetle. Maybe some of the happy-go-luckier characters who didn't come back. Sue's going to have a whole lot of... She's got a penance up the wazoo. Sue's Sue? got penance? Why? No, you're thinking of Gene Loring. Thinking of Gene Loring. Loring. No, I, I, but the other thing confused. is, if you go with what Hal said totally about yeah, people didn't want to come back, why would Ralph and Sue want to come back? They are together. It has been established that they yeah, are they together. They could be together alive. Yeah. But they, they're together in heaven. Okay. That doesn't sound so bad. Oh, are they together in heaven? Yes. If they're ghosts in the underworld or in the they, afterlife? They've been, seen, they've, been, they've been seen as being able to travel very freely. They have appeared a couple times as ghosts together. Yeah. Mm. And not as Black Lanterns. Okay, all right. Because they were pretty scary as the Black Lanterns. So. But those Black Lanterns weren't really them. That was their bodies. Oh, uh, okay. So remember, yeah. you got to remember that. Well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm betting on a White Lantern Corps. Okay. So if it happens, I called it here first. That's but we're all White Lanterns. What? You, Rick, and myself. Everyone who's alive. No, we that's not true. Who's, then what's Hal Jordan? He's a White Lantern, too. No, he's a Green Lantern. He's a White Lantern. He was temporarily, we're but now we're back We're all White Lanterns. To- we can all be White Lanterns. No, not true. White Lantern is within Lar-Flees all of us. Larflees is not a White Lantern. Larflees could be a White Lantern he if could you give be, over to it. But he won't. We are all. Yes, you are right. All will be well. We are all lanterns. No. Um, you have convinced me. Speaking of talking like that, the governor. The governor. No. Number one came out. You did a six uh, <laughs> patented six-page review. You know right? what? Here's the thing. I saw the cover. I was really excited. Were you? I, I thought, wow, a spoof of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the funniest thing is, is I saw an awesome YouTube video today, which was 160, or the best 160 Arnold Schwarzenegger clips. If you look it up on YouTube, it's hilarious if you're an Arnold fan. Mm-hmm. So I was really stoked to read this. And it's pretty, uh, who's it published by? It's uh, Antarctic Press. Antarctic Press. So I got really excited. And I started reading it. And after the first, I, I, I pretty much knew after the third page, but I gave it a full six, that it's pretty bad. It's pretty much all the hackneyed, all the basic, Arnold jokes that you could come up with just off the top of your head. So if you've lost track of what those are, you but can here's the other thing though too. Can I see it for a second? Um, yeah, please do. It's it's not even original in the sense that one of the jokes that starts off is a Dana Carvey Hans and Franz joke, Pump which is a spoof of you know Arnold Schwarzenegger. So he says right here, he goes, uh, "You will protect me in the interests of California from the flabby, short-sighted." Something girly men or something like that. Party poopers or something like that. Or no, he's all, listen to me now and believe me later. Arnold Schwarzenegger's never said no. that. He did say girly men, though. He said it Well, he said it his... after he right. was quoting Dana Carvey's impression of him. So, yes. so that's just, to me, that's just shoddy writing. I think that's just kind of weak, kind of a weak attempt, weak attempt at so comedy. So you're giving the governor a thumbs down. Uh, you know, I haven't finished it, but I couldn't because it was terrible. Yeah. So, and then he brings in, like, Chuck Norris. And, Ar- and uh, Sylvester Stallone and Chuck, Nor- Chuck Norris's whole half page is all like Chuck Norris web quote. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Ch- so I'm sitting there going, look, you're doing jokes that have already been done before. Right. 
why should I pay? Did all your writing? Why by should cop, I pay? Cut and, cut and paste from web pages. Yeah, exactly. What is this? Three ninety nine. Why should I pay three ninety nine for jokes that I've already heard? I mean, it's, I don't know. I felt, I felt like it was terrible. So, uh, thumbs down to the governor from Antarctic Press. Okay, and um, how about something you've enjoyed more? Um, Fantastic Four. Fantastic the Four. The uh, the latest run has been. Re- I I just want to. People haven't been wa- reading this. I've enjoyed it a lot. They've gone back to the advan- the Fantastic Four family as a set of adventurers going off and exploring crazy places. It almost feels like Planetary did at the beginning, where they're going to interesting places and trying to figure out what's going on there. Jonathan Hickman's the writer. And I don't know what else he's done. You just but blew my mind, Rick. I do, actually. Jonathan Hickman was the guy who wrote the nightly news that years ago um, Andy was going nuts about. If you remember back to who Andy was, yes. the previous owner of the store. And he loved that. Sh- that um, and then I think he wrote something. I think it was called Transhuman. Oh. Did, and J.M. Ringett had done the art on that. Yeah. Uh, about the time that we had, were doing Sparks. And... Um, so he was really uh, – he got a lot of critical acclaim for writing these kind of out there conspiracy things and really scientifically accurate kind of extrapolations. Real sci-fi basically, real science fiction yeah. in comics form. And that's the way these are feeling. They're feeling more like science fiction stories where you've got the super-powered heroes but they're not going up against – evil villains they're not fighting you know the bank robbers or anything they're going down into the bowels of the earth and they're finding where reed hid galact the alternate galactus corpse and they're flying over that and the pacing of it's interesting because they usually end on a high point and then and that's the end of it and then there's a little prose piece that tells you the denouement of the story the, what happened next and then so is, it, so is it like a like a family road movie kind of uh, kind of they got the kids usually there with them and um, like Can I guess you ima- that would be awesome if like the new the next Fantastic Four movie what didn't try to be all action and sci-fi they tried to be like a National Lampoon's Vacation kind of you know style you know what I mean with the Going with the thing and the fo- yeah exactly National Lampoon's or like an Ice Cube vacation. movie what's that what's the Ice Cube movie are we there yet you know what I mean starring Ben Grimm. You think that'd be awesome? Okay, um, I'm just gonna let that one go. But I, it's I, like, are we are we in the negative zone yet? You know what I mean? Are we like, negative yet? Are we negative yet? That's a good one. I would like to recommend the Fantastic Four. After years and years of them being, I mean, it, really, the Fantastic Four started off as almost the same way as Challengers of the Unknown, mm-hmm. and they've kind of gone back to that same kind of interesting feel now. Okay, good. Um, last, oh, also the X Men Second Coming uh, is. Kind of, is coming. Right. Or is it here? This is uh, supposedly the follow-up to the M event, which was four years ago. Was it no, which one was ago? the M-, M event? Was that No More Mutants? Yeah, that was No More Mutants. I thought the M event was Magneto coming back. Well, it was at the end House of, of M House was, of M. Was that, the M event? That she did the No More Mutants. Oh, uh, okay. And... That's I think that was longer than four years ago. Dude, well, I, I know. What I read, what I read just recently said that it was the culmination of four years of plotting, and I thought eh, maybe more because well, that's it took four years of plotting to, to come up with this, a plot to make this. this. Yeah, but doesn't mean four years. Arguably, ago this may have, this may have started with the um, oh, what did they call the one where the one ninety eight. Well, one ninety eight. It was right after the M event. This was what I'm actually thinking is they may be counting it from. 
Oh, the birth of the mutant child and Cable taking it off. What was that thing called? Cable, yeah. baby from the future. Yeah, that it's was like it. podcast number yes. eighty-seven. Yeah, I, 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 I remember that now. Stephanie, if you're listening, come Archive. back. Archivist. Tell us when archivist. But all the uh, the rose. She her getting uh, coming back and whether or not she's Jean Grey or you know, we'll figure that out. Or if she's Rose reincarnated uh, from Wolverine's origins. I don't think. So. Oh, what? score one for the Lonzo. Why do you think they called her Rose? Because it has a thorn. No, we can't sing. It's copyrighted. So, anyways, um, you can only do like the first three seconds. So. I think we have a little longer. Every row. Okay, that's enough. Okay. okay. So, um, <laughs> so we've got that coming. I, it, it, is it his own miniseries or is it running through? No, it's running through all the X books. Let me guess, though. Let they, me do guess. Have a, they do have a second coming, coming book as well. Can I guess that this is going to be the X story that changes everything? Well, I think it's and re-ups the status quo. Actually, I think it's going to put most things back with the way they were before. Yeah. Sort of like Black as Night. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that X, X titles always have... A big event well, they to always try and get people back to reading the, the diluted continuity. And it's always like, this one's going to change the game. And well, this been, one's going to bring the X-Men back Their to game's pretty changed. They're, they're all living on an island off the coast of San Francisco. And, you know. Sounds like paradise. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. Or, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> the only thing you can find off the island in San Francisco. Seals? Something fabulous. No, I'm kidding. All right. X-Men? Mm-hmm. I like the White Queen's More like Triple (laughs) X-Men. But anyways. Triple X-Men? Yes. Star Trek? Triple X-Men. They just... Never mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Do they play a lot of techno music on this island? I don't know. Talk to me off air. Okay. Anyways. um, So, uh, sorry to bother you. Vertigo also released last week uh, Stephen King writing original comics. Yes. Really? American American Vampire. Vampire. Interesting. Jinx. Buy me Coke. Drink. So Did you read it? I haven't read it yet. Oh, we're just going to talk about it then. It okay. Was, uh, yeah. Let us speak completely out of ignorance. Yes, he's writing. Wait a minute, Stephen, Stephen King, King is writing a vamp- vampire it's up on the show again. But he's, he been writing, he's been involved lot? in a lot of comics lately. Right now he's got mm-hmm. uh, Dark Tower. He's got The Stand. He's got Talisman. And N. He's got N. N. Uh, M. Is it N? It's N. N. I think he's right. got LMNOP, too, actually. Yes. And American Vampire. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. He did not create the American Vampire character. He just got excited by the concept and agreed to write the, like, it's not, it's a co-feature. Okay. Telling stories in the past. And so, which gave the uh, the writer whose name is utterly escaping me at the moment a big boost. Because Stephen King's name is on suddenly this kid's book. It's like three creator. Yeah. I just love how, like, vampires are such an untouched, like, kind of market thing, you know, a myth kind of thing nobody was really doing. And like Stephen King came along and kind of revitalized it, you know what I mean? So it's awesome. I think well, he's trying to be facetious. What? It's so what? hard to tell. What? Yeah. Such a fine line between facetious and I don't. You know what? I don't know what you guys are talking. Next, next, you're going to tell me oh, there's some, some you know, book about like Mormon vampires or like they play baseball and glitter in the sun or something or like I did watch the some uh, like HBO special where they're doing it or. Or like maybe vampires on the WB or CW, whatever. I mean, you're gonna tell me all these things, and I'll be all whatever. This is original. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. I don't want to say. <laughs> yeah. When Rick does it, it's not as funny. No, no. Mm. That's why I don't do <laughs> it. Um, and one thing that, um, if I can speak in the past imperfect preterite future, the proof I don't know what that means. 
I don't either. Mm. That uh, this weekend in WonderCon, I'm looking forward to a meeting up with the guys, the creators from a book coming out from IDW this month called Kill Shakespeare. I got that press release too. Yeah, have you heard of this, Rick? No, I have not. Okay, well, well, then let's just talk. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, just, <laughs> you and I, our eyes will meet, and uh, what Sometimes it is. Sometimes when we. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes when me. we choke. <laughs> I don't know. Just as you sing romantically to me, and I, I gag. Um, that was perfect because I stopped right when that death yeah. cough came. Um, out. Oh my lord! Anyway, Kill Shakespeare is uh, uh, basically set in the uh, early like Kill Bill. early 16th century, and it's uh, the uh, the villains. The villains of Shakespeare's plays are teaming up to kill Shakespeare, and his heroes have to defend it. So it's kind of becoming is the, Othello a hero or a villain? I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe he's both. Uh, I so know Lady Macbeth is. It's a 12-issue miniseri- miniseries that will be kind of – I mean, it might be sort of like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen treatment of Shakespeare's plays. That'd be cool. But I love the idea. Concept's yeah. pretty cool. It is a kind of, because there if are If I some, were into literature. Yeah, it's, it's, I know. that's one of those things where you go, that would be really cool if you recognized all those characters. Yeah, and I wrote back why to it was them. ironic. I have to send them an apology for being pompous. I was like, you know, I, I, you know I, I'm really interested in this book because I'm pompous. I'm, a, I'm an English teacher okay. and I've, you know, I've been a Shakespearean actor. Oh, well, an English teacher and a Shakespearean actor. We look forward to seeing, you know, I'm like, yeah, that came off as pretentious. Yeah, I didn't mean to be. <laughs> you know, and I know Bill Cat. And, no, uh, okay. and I know Lon Lopez. I was in Crackpot Comics. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've heard of a it. Maybe, movie. maybe you've, uh, maybe, hmm? Mm-hmm. no, hmm? Anyway, are we after people have heard this? Have we have hung out with Sharnold this weekend too? I don't know. Um, Sharnold, you know who's who Sharnold's working for now? No, Dean Devlin. Dean Devlin, the producer of Independence oh, Day and Godzilla. Really? I heard him. I saw him. He had some status that sounded like he had a real job now. Yeah, he's working at a production company, and the production company is Dean Devlin's. I looked it up. Electric. Wow. I think it was called Electric Media. Nice. So I don't. Know Way to go, Sharnold. I don't know what he was doing there, but you know he's. Uh, but he's uh, going to be a WonderCon. Some right? kind of been developed. I, I don't know. He's got to be. Why? Because he's Sharnold. No, he's on Hollywood now. No. He he's... hasn't emailed us directly. You know, I just on his newsletter. Mm. I get Where the am I going to get my dum dums? Dum dum. Oh, don't worry, dum dum. Oh. Mm. So, I realize I missed a perfect cue there. So, kill Shakespeare. Kill Shakespeare coming in April. So, who's, who's coming? That? Who's, whose book is that? It's from IDW Publishing, IDW. so okay. I'm going to be talking to them this week, and they have a booth. and uh, miniseries? 12 issue. Okay. It's all there. Anyway. Do you think it's going to be written in complete the first iambic pentameter? The second, second six are the I don't tragedies. know. Did they send us a link to read a preview copy of it? I didn't finish the whole email, so. I went, Shakespeare, You read the first six sentences. And, and then stopped. And he was done. Um, what do they want to shake? And so. Um, well, that's racist. Shake a spear. Shakespeare, I get it. Oh, I'm gonna poke your eye out. So um, that was from the movie. That was from uh, what was that movie with uh, Eddie Murphy <laughs> and uh, Steve Martin? Bowfinger. Bowfinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's all, come on, man. It's not Shakespeare. He's all, did you hear that? Did you hear what he just said? That is racist. Shakespeare, shake a spear, spear, chucker. Yeah, he said the whole thing. So Eddie Murphy, I'm quoting. That's all. Okay, I'm lost. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. Okay. Uh, Google the people. So, uh, yeah, we'll be talking to them. I also, all my momentum. Thanks, Lon. 
Anyway, um, so uh, hopefully... Dale Shakespeare. Got hopefully it. we'll get a chance. And I think they're, they're going to have a preview copy at WonderCon, so get a chance to look through. Yeah. Oh, I got a mash can? Uh, uh, yeah. God, Derek, so racist. I hope it's all, like, highly annotated, like, so you can tell who... There. Yeah. Well, if you need that. I do. Um, so let's move who, on. Who would Shakespeare's greatest hero be? Hamlet? No, hero? Hamlet can't, Hamlet can't do anything. Also, I should save everybody. Leave it Falstaff? to the fat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Volstag of the Warriors 3 is based on Falstaff. Uh-huh. We tell you this every time we talk about Thor. <laughs> I know, but I just think it's funny that... Uh, or Shakespeare. Uh, that's his greatest hero? Wouldn't you pick like his most recognizable hero? Or, But I guess... I think Falstaff really actually... Does Falstaff appear in more plays than anyone else? Yeah, I think so. What, was, I mean, what I play know. was he in? He's or, in Henry the Fourth, Part 1 and Part 2, and he's in The Merry Wives of Windsor. Okay. You, you my know. friend. I mean, you, you are know. Falstaffian. I just would ask. That's all. So, mm-hmm. what about Romeo? Dies young. I don't think he's a hero. Pathetic. He's not a hero. Damn. Okay. Tough crowd. Heroes in that thing die. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Eh. Anyway, what, what about Pip? Is he a hero? <laughs> Wasn't Pip like the little troll or something, or the the sprite or something? <laughs> he's thinking of warlock continuity. Well, and Pip is in Charles Dickens yeah. in Great Wait, Expectations. Who's the little troll from Midsummer's Night's Dream? Or Puck. Puck. Okay, yes. I was close. Okay, yeah. I was in the right letter group. You know, Rick's going to leave movie. all this in. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. Hey, it's so too late to go to movies. Send your letters. It's not. To- let's go. Oh, for God's sake, let's get to movies. Uh, movies. <laughs> Um, we can sort of transition to comics as they, it was announced this week that Sylvester Stallone's upcoming action film, The Expendables, the Expendables. Which, which will, I don't know if you say reunite, but put together a lot of action stars from the past. Uh, Dolph Lundgren's going to be in it. Um, Hi, Dolph. Bridget Nielsen? I don't think no. Bridget Nielsen is going to be She's not in. invited around the Stallone house anymore. No. So. Yeah, it's money. Jet Li. Uh, I can't remember who else is in that. There's Jason Statham, Mickey Rourke, uh, oh, Dolph yeah. Lundgren. Uh, Mentioned cameos, twice, he'll be in it twice. Cameos by Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, right. And Sylvester Stallone, of course, in the lead. Mm-hmm. So um, they're going to do a prequel comic book series in the summer. So, I mean, that's, you know, I don't know how, again, don't know how, how well they're selling, but that's just a hot thing to make sure we've got. You know, some kind of comic thing, comic adaptation again, or not adaptation, but a continuation to wet the palette, as it were. Oh, and, but it's also just a good, mer- you know, to have merchandise to tie in. Yeah, it's not like they're going to sell a bunch of action figures, you know. So, yeah, probably sell a bunch not. of comics. Probably not. Um, and speaking of action figures that um, we don't know if they'll if they exist now, Brian Singer, who was said to be returning to the X Men franchise with a first class movie is now off that as a director he may be producing is it because of that whole jack and the beanstalk it movie it is cuz jack the giant <laughs> jack the giant killer that he's uh, obligated to do for I, you know that's the hollywood game they get connected to all these different projects and who the heck knows like i heard louis leterrier uh, is interested in directing why the last man no oh, i heard about that god okay. no. and, but he's a, god you know no. he's attached to like three or four different things so you know i don't know um, I hope Leterrier goes down after this weekend. And Mark Miller, oh, we'll get there in a minute. Mark Miller uh, announced that he was asked to write X Men Four. Fox quickly put out a, a representative from Fox Studios quickly put out a, uh, a announcement saying, "Oh no, you That's don't. No, no, you, <laughs> oh no, you didn't. We did not ask you to do that. Uh, please stop talking." So <laughs> typical Mark Miller. Who knows? Um, oh, I know. And it does remind me that Mark Miller on the heels of. Um, 
Oh, Bloodshot? Yeah. Uh, that on the heels of uh, Kick-Ass coming and then people talk about how great it is. Even though in the mainstream press they're saying Kick-Ass really doesn't have a lot of high recognition and they don't think it's like this matters, but they don't think it's tracking well. So that people don't really know what it is. They're not going to go see it. Okay. Like having How to Train Your Dragons just called Dragons so that people will go, I want to see the dragon movie. Nobody really knows what kick-ass is. Right. Yeah, but I think it, the teens are going to go. Uh, well, you know, we, we, and, you, and you loved it. So It's, it's going to be a word-and-mouth thing then. Yeah, a sleeper hit. So I, on the, It's like I said from the very beginning. I thought it was going to be a really strong cult hit. Yeah, and yeah. so on the heels of that, Matthew Vaughn, the writer-director of Kick-Ass, is uh, – Planning to adapt Bloodshot, the Valiant Comics. Oh my character, God! Really, the, the kind of mafia hit man, man who was given future kind who of, was immortal. Yeah, yeah, he's he given nanobots basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I can understand. No nanobots, oh, okay. uh, nanites. So I think that was kind of like it's a hip concept to have the nanites because everybody's really concerned with nanotechnology. Yeah, right but now. after GI Joe the movie used nanites, isn't it kind oh, of they below did. the now whole thing? Now you ruined it for me. Yeah. And so, yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt will be playing De- uh, Bloodshot. <laughs> and he'll be talking in this actually, crazy Actually, I voice. think it's actually Christopher Mintz Plass. I'm kidding. I don't know. I love McLovin. Mm-hmm. No, dude, nanobites or nanobots or whatever is like this generation's, what was like a do six mox and a... Gamma uh, radiation. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Radiation for powers. It's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nanobites are stupid. There, I said it. Will, will, will that they help the, you when they turn they're, the world they're they're real? Wouldn't that be funny if you get an email like, uh, we can't listen to your podcasting. We're the Nanobite Federation in, and Nanobot. Uh, Nanobot. Nanobite. Nanobot. BB. I don't care. And they actually exist. They actually are I'm, technology. But so that's why I can call them stupid. Oh, okay. Are they listening now? If they are nanobots, screw you. They were going to make you immortal, but now. now. I don't need them. Not so much. I don't need their I don't embarrassing need their itch. Yes. Now it's just oh. I dear refuse Lord. their gifts. I I choose to live as a man. Thanks, Perseus. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so unleash the crappin. <laughs> uh, it's uh, finally I've come up with the pun. Uh, Clash of the Shitans. Yeah. So last night, Lon and I ventured into a 3D movie house. We we, we ventured into a mythical world of magic and action and adventure. Oak Ridge, but not really. Well, no. the south, the, the the south side, so, yeah. South San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw the remake of Clash of the Titans. Is it really a remake? Can you, yes. Can you really call there it is, a movie? Is it really a connection to the original? Yes. Movie? Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. I would say is definitely the uh, final, the things that kind of worked in the in shooting of the final com- com- uh, confrontation with the Kraken. Spoiler were, alert. Uh, well, no. If you've seen the, you know, that's what it is. Um, is I, you know, it's like the same, I, the same shot of, of Pegasus flying, and even though the Kraken looks very different, it's the same as 2012, and it's most of the same creatures. So they find a different use for the scorpions. Um, Michael Shanker makes a makes a brief <laughs> appearance. Michael um, Shanker wasn't in the scorpions, was he? Yeah. Was he? Yes, the Michael Schenker group was a splinter of the Scorpions. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, there's more, and there's more Scorpions, so you can sell more toys. They're uh, making toys from this? Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. That's why the, the gods are so heavily armored, because then they look like they're badass. All of them are armored. It's like, what, what, what Greek go- When did yeah. you see did a you picture of the, of the Greek gods? They all wore tunics. In shining armor 
like King Arthur in the Round Table. What kind of god needs armor. a suit of armor? Why would Poseidon wear armor underwater? I don't That's know. That's what I want to know. It's hard to swim. But, uh, Very. yeah, it was craptastic. We need to spoil it because by the time this airs, it'll be past. This is really just a warning. Here's the <laughs> warning. First of all, if you're going to see it, and I think that. Don't be a fan of the original. Don't be a fan of the original because, the, and I'm going to spoil this. Early on in the film, and they're getting, they're, they're picking up the, the armor and. They're, they're weaponing up. And they open a trunk, and Perseus pulls out Bubo. And the says, little mechanical owl. The little mechanical okay. owl, which everybody on my Facebook page has gone, is Bubo in it? Is Bubo in it? I hope so, because that's what I love about the movie. And they go, put that back. Put that back. We're not going to need it. And they put Bubo back. It was a total nod to the original going, this was stupid. <laughs> yeah, th- this one was stupid. <laughs> Guess what? We're going to be even stupider. The part everyone loved. Yeah. yeah. They threw away, and that's what I thought was a great metaphor for the movie. They threw they away, threw away everything loved. everybody loved. Okay. And kept... The crossing pectoral muscles, I guess. No, they, but they didn't even have that. Yeah. It, it, he didn't even take his shirt off. If you're going to see it, don't see it in 3D. God. 3D was done after oh. the fact, and it looks really Crappy. bad. Oh, okay. So shot for shot, they chose which things to push forward, which means that it looks artificial. Like when you watch um, – and this is not a cut on the Astonishing X-Men motion comic, but it's the closest thing I can think of. The artificial depth of John Cassidy's art. Right, right. When they rotate they would the move heads. And they rotate. That's what it started looking like. Oh. So that you can see that Sam Worthington's ears are on a, literally a different <laughs> flat plane than his face. Nice. And then his nose, in some shots, is on yet another <laughs> plane closer. Pinocchio. It, and it's really, there's no... His cheekbones get a different plane. There was nothing shot cinematically for 3D, so it's kind of like when you're watching it, it's just not, it doesn't stand, nothing stands out. So I have a problem where it opened uh, just like a minute or two later in the plot, literally, than the original did, with the coffin floating, uh, and then Pete Postlewaite appears, and we see... You mean uh, old Eddie Vedder. Old Eddie Vedder. Pete Postlewaite appears and rescues from the sea. And then you see this whole they do this whole thing about him growing up and having this father figure and everything. So instead of becoming what Greek myths are about, which is heroism, strictly heroism, it's a revenge. Yeah, God. the motivation's completely changed. Perseus wants revenge against the gods for taking his family from him. Because that's but, what we're into these but days. But the story still keeps the Andromeda plot line to where you know she's going to be sacrificed. So you know, in order to save this, but they make her very minor in compared right. because she, now they've got. Because although I admit she's hotter, she's um, cute. But it's one of those where his motivation is for revenge. So it's basically almost like when he saves the day, which I'm not spoiling anything into anybody who's seen the movie. But when he saves or the day, or seen the poster, yeah, when he saves the day, it's kind of one of those where you, he just kind of goes like. All right, you're saved? All right, I'm out of here. i got to fight the gods. You know what I mean? It's just kind of one of those where you're like, she- what was the point of even having her as a character being sacrificed? And is instead nothing. given an ageless companion played Which by Gemma, awesome. Gemma Arterton, She's who was hot. Strawberry Fields in Quantum of Solace and was in one of my favorite guilty pleasures of 2009, St. Trinian School for Bad Girls. Um She's she's beautiful. She's beautiful, and she's but it's be, totally unnecessary. And she's going to be in Prince of Persia, so she plays an immortal, uh, a woman who has crossed the gods named Io. What? What was her character's name? Io. Oh, her name should have been Expo. 
Yes. For exposition. Yeah, and that's the thing. Exposition, every step of the way, they have to stop and train Perseus. I felt like instead of, they, they, they accidentally shot the wrong script. Instead of the film script, they shot the video game script. <laughs> because they stop and explain what each weapon is, how he's supposed to use it. And so, like, you know, and so basically what I realized, having just watched the original, the sequences that everybody loves, and I'll grant you, you know, everybody loves, it really only take up in the original a half hour of the film. They're an hour and a half of the remake, of of constant of of going painstakingly, and the backstory of everything, how it's just, and then it's all about Hades, which is completely left field. It's not a war. It's not a clash of the titans. It's Hades plotting against Zeus. Oh, great! So which it's is com- clash of the gods. And 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 Ray finds I have to admit has chosen a very funny voice to be Hades, just kind of. Oh. Mm. No, I feed on the but that was But that was his weak voice. It was his weak Remember voice. Remember when he got yeah. more power, oh, he spoke more I think I fell proudly. asleep by that point. Derek literally fell asleep. And they changed the motivation of Calibus. It was just, it, everything was just, eagerly bit, why bother? And it was, and it put cheesy, like, blockbuster, like, Michael Bay type uh, characters and jokes and beats and worse, into it. And clearly set up to be a franchise. Really? But there's one guy in it whose only purpose, like he's part of the Argos soldiers, yeah. his only purpose is to crack wise in every scene. It was almost like one of those, uh, what do you call it, disaster movies or epic movies where there's that one character who just cuts, he, he pops in the frame and he tells a little joke and then he leaves. Yeah. I swear to God, there's a guy in this There was who also that. this bizarre edition of a djinn. A di- you know, wrong mythology? Wrong mythology. Was he not in the original? No. Oh, there was no because in that's the Arabic. It's oh. not Greek. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, and it, it fit about as well as Morgan Freeman did in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, mm. bringing in sort of this and and <laughs> and they're um, and they're like stone creatures and they're they wooded wooded men. Oh, they're or they're wooden men from the desert who are mystics and they team up with Percy. But it was hilarious because like when he would talk, he'd be he. He was like Chewbacca. Un- yeah, like he they would put speak Chewbacca in unintelligible in like grunts. He'd be like, <laughs> or he'd say, "I'm proud to serve with all you men," and whatever he is. And then the things, like, <laughs> and it was just totally audible laugh out of me and Derek. It was just ridiculous. But uh, it was it was just a horrible film. So and then the other thing I didn't get was, uh, okay, tell me if this was in the original. The two guys, okay, they're going off to war. Two people from the marketplace just come up and go, "We'll fight with you." Okay, come with us. You know, yeah, you know what I think honestly is, you know, they told you one of the things. Were those guys in the original? No. Okay. What I thought thematically, which is weird, even to say something like thematically gives it too much credit. But it was picking up an idea from Jason the Argonauts, another Ray Harryhausen film, which was that uh, Jason the Argonauts was the was marking this the rela- age of relationship between man and gods, where where the men didn't need gods anymore. Right. But the original Clash of the Titans was not that thematically. And, in fact, it very specifically ends with uh, Laurence Olivier as Zeus saying, as long as men are petty, as long as they're, as long as they're not noble, you know, we'll, we will always we'll exist. Yeah. And, and we're going to be fine for a long, long time. Yeah. Wink! Um, mm-hmm. And then this is like, no, you know, it, it doesn't oh, even... Oh, and, and you know, can we, can we spoil it? Yo, spoil it. We are spoiling So it basically ends with a father-son moment with uh, Zeus talking to Perseus. 
kind of telling him what a great job he did and that he's proud to be his son. And, and it was just one of those where I was like, are you freaking kidding me? It's Thanks like, for cutting off my worship, therefore weakening me and killing me. I'm proud of But then of your saving son. me from doing that. And it was just like, you got to be freaking. There, uh, there's a little heart-to-heart moment between Zeus and per- Perseus. That's how you're going to end Clash of the Titans? Okay, so to summarize. It was, it was shite. Not recommended, but if you're drawn to this like you would be a car wreck at the side of the road. No. Don't spend the money for the 3D. And, and, and if it's you're a fan of that. Greek mythology, which at least I would give Clash of the Titans originally, uh-huh. did it may have dumbed down some things in mythology, but it didn't change the mythology. Now, the original Clash of the Titans is currently in print? As a the DVD? original is available on DVD and iTunes, and okay. that's how I got to see it. I, Warner asked me to download it. And, and that it, was, I mean, it wasn't a heavyweight film, but it was a fun movie. It is time. a fun, and I, let me say that one other thing about the special effects. When you see a Ray Harryhausen film, you go in knowing it's cheesy. Even when I was a little kid, even when I was a little kid, I knew they were cheesy, and I just still I loved right. every image. But when you've got the CG technology, the problem is you have to make sure that you're consistent in effect in a way that Ray Harryhausen didn't have to worry about because everything looked what, it, it had what he was motion. doing was the best you could do at the time. Was, absolutely, yes. but in this with the CG, some of it. Looks really good, and then we give the Medusa. It looks only a little better than what Harryhausen would have done. Okay, and once you do that, it takes it actually takes me out more than if I accept from the beginning of the movie. This is what it looks like. It's going to look cheesy. Okay, I'm ready. But when you give me something super realistic, or try to be super realistic, and then fail later, the failure stands out. But let totally. me build on that though too. As a as a fan of the genre stuff, you can forgive crappy graphics and and you know the bad storyline and, and the implausible stuff if you at least have some entertainment action or fighting or or even likable characters. Or there was none of that in this. Sam like, Worthington is not like, and also there was not like one good fight scene where like, inexplicably. Well, I know not inexplicably. Sam Worthington has an Australian accent. Only character in the entire movie with an Australian accent. And he grew up with Pete Postlewaite as his dad. Yeah. Who's got a total British accent. Why would you pick up an Australian accent if they're known? Or why would you have your hair cut that short? Every now and then they'd show somebody with short hair just to show you that, oh, yeah, it's logical, whereas everybody else has long, long hair. Yeah. And it was just, it, nothing made sense. Ridiculous, ridiculous waste of time. Anything <sighs> else in the movies? No, because you guys, <laughs> I, I'm swimming in bile over here. Oh, I want to talk television. Okay, I like television. You know, there's some some news about the AMC production of Walking Dead. What was that news, Dave? Well, first of all, it's six episodes, but that's not considered a miniseries. They were very specific. Said no, this is sort of our half season commitment, like we did with Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah, but we, wasn't the Prisoner six ish episodes? Right, but it was it was a closed miniseries. Oh, right? okay. And that's why the president of AMC said. Had to go, like, The Prisoner was a miniseries, but just because we're only giving this six doesn't mean it's a miniseries. We plan to go forward with it. We just want to see what it looks like and what, you, sure. and what the, how the public responds. And six, six episodes will give it enough time to build the characters and build yeah. the plot. And, and yeah. what's the, the lead character's name? Rick? Uh, Rick. Hunter. No, that's, that's Robotech. Grimes? His name's just Rick. I forget no, he has a last name. I know, but I don't remember But they call him Rick. Okay, but anyway, it looks like uh, rumor has it that Johnny Lee Miller, who was Eli Stone on ABC, is oh, yeah. uh, in talks to be Rick. Okay. I think he could be a good Rick. Yeah. 
So he was in train spotting years ago. So um, you know he can play the the, the savagery. I think uh, it's an interesting choice. And then there's another guy they cast for uh, what was the other name? Do you remember? <laughs> I it was forget. a name I didn't recognize, so I'm sorry that I. Yeah, don't. And it's been a while since I've read the first couple of episodes or issues, but uh, they can't. Uh, you've been watching the Pacific, right? Yeah. Are you caught up on all three? I have not watched the third one yet. Okay, I think in the second one, I, one of the one of the boys who dies in the second, the awful, awful battle, yeah, in the, the last one, battle, the or whatever. Night, yeah. He's going to be playing one of the characters. I think he said Brandon or something. Isn't that the guy that? I think it's Rick's friend. And, yeah, yeah. Who's who, taking care of his wife? While, right, and that's right, not ruined. They think Rick is lost. Well, right. well they think Rick yeah. is lost. So uh, it's the guy who played Manny, I think. So okay. not to spoil anything from the Pacific. But. So the thing about the Walking Dead—have they said anything about the production of it? Uh, about whether not it's CG thing. or no. it's going to be uh, makeup? All we know is that Frank the... Darabont is involved, and that's uh, they that's really good enough for it. me. It is. Okay. It's good. Um, Even if he took clips from like the mist and cut them into new stuff, I'd still be okay. Uh, no, really? No, I don't know. Uh, it seems like you're giving. I want to see. I want to see herds of zombies. I want to see the. You know, I want to see the zombies out of walking. Well, on an AMC, you might. Uh, maybe you might have to use the CG for that then. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, the so, good thing about the Walking Dead, though, is he. They believe in the slow walking zombie theory. Right. So. Right. So it'll probably be more Romero and less, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and the book has always been about the relationships and the characterization far more than the gore. Right. But the zombies are slow, but they're unrelenting. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like the rain on a rainy day. Knocking stormy around night. your oh, window okay. pane. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Uh, so uh, you mentioned, Rick, you've seen some shots from Riverworld. There's a, there is currently a trailer out for the new version of Riverworld, which is uh, the second attempt at doing Philip Jose Farmer's amazing series of six books, I think it was, um, the premise of which is everyone who ever lived on Earth and has died is reborn all at once on this alien planet where the surface is covered with this twisty river. And you, you basically can't travel any way other than the river. The mountains on either side prevent you from going over the mountains. And the mystery is why are all these people on this planet, why everyone on Earth has been reborn. And it's actually one of those series that has an amazing premise that they actually did explain and did finish finish up. I remember reading it. They went, we went one book beyond the explanation as well. Um, the original series was uh, a they they took a astronaut, and the, the original character in it was Richard Francis Burton, mm-hmm. the translator of the Arabian Nights. Yes, amazing, Sir Richard Francis Burton. Amazing character in the book. Richard great, Burton? Great, deep character. And uh, in the first book, they replaced him with an astronaut. Um, Tell me, at least in the first version of the t- TV attempt, was... Uh, Mark Twain was still there. Mark Twain was in it, and they did have um, the, the sheriff of uh, of uh, Nottingham. Nottingham, uh, or is it Prince John? No, it's uh, it's Bad King Prince. Richard. Uh, no, I can't no. remember. I, I the only I remember Sir uh, Francis Richard Burton and uh, yeah, and uh, Alice Hargraves and the giant. Oh, that's right, Alice Joe and Joe the uh, Joe the giant, the, the caveman. Yeah, um, and you had. Uh, uh, Odysseus shows up, and they have aliens who were there when the Earth was actually destroyed, who who also got re- reborn. Now, the bad thing about this is the previous, 
the the book is very well set up in how how the society works. They have these grail stones that every day fire off, and there's food in them. That's how they get their food. They get their clothing. They get their drugs. Actually, yeah. there's a drug. And, yeah. And um, so there's a whole farmer had this well thought out, and then they threw they throw some of the stuff in, and some of the stuff out, and it just doesn't make a lot of sense. The idea that you can you can make uh, Twain builds a riverboat, but you know how did he do it? Where's the factory? Because in the in the book they actually went through how they made yeah. the manufacturing of it. Um, so it's one of those books where you you know like Lord of the Rings, you really have to if you're going to do this and do it right for the fans, you have to spend some some time give the book some attention. Things like they introduces horses and there were no horses and why would there be horses? They didn't have any animal life on this planet. They had yeah. fish. where the horses die or go when they die. Yeah. Uh, well the thing Horse is, world. Well the funny yeah. thing is that they discover that if you die, you are immediately reincarnated someplace else on the planet. But you're away from everyone else you were. And because there's so many people you may end up in a place where everyone speaks Finnish. And you're the only person speaking English. It's 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 amazing. That's why they started. It, it's first time as a child that I encountered the concept of Esperanto. Because right, that was the, right. You know, they were trying for a uh, universal language. So there are things about this that look better than the previous one. There are some things that look a little. And this is uh, sci-fi. Concerning this is Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Um, and it, but it's kind of interesting that they are giving it a second try. That they're and it's the same same thing. It's the first book of the series. It's uh, Mark Twain and. Uh, in, in the second book, they still can't do Richard Francis Burton. In the second one, it's a husband and wife who died, and they're, he's a reporter, right? So that's so. The what main do you character. think the problem is with doing Sir Richard Francis Burton? I don't know. Maybe the they, copyright. The, the he was a real person. Yeah. Mm. No, and that was. I mean, that was the interesting thing about that series. Is, is you state? you met so many historical people. Mussolini was a major character in the book. Yeah. Um, you know, Odysseus. You have any number of people who claim to be Christ. Yeah, showing. And up. isn't the uh, lead in this is Timo Pink uh, Punkett, who was uh, in Dollhouse? Yes, yes, it is. So uh, you know, it, he played the main investigator. Who eventually someday he'll break hard. out into a mainstream show, and people will know who he is. Yeah, um, that was uh, Hilo, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. Um, I, and you're mentioning Lord of the Rings. Did spark for me just a, just a quick nod, and I gotta I gotta watch it. Is um, the original Ralph Bakshi cartoon got released. Oh, good on DVD. Or like re-released, I think. Or I on guess DVD on DVD and DVD and Blu-ray. Cleaned so, up digitally. So they I'm say. Imagining. So they say. I actually like that movie a lot. That movie is a trip. Yeah, I, yeah. I love the the rotoscoping of the characters and Bakshi's art uh, was really maturing at that point. So. Yeah, um, uh, many things. And essentially, that that movie covers like the first two books, right? Uh, book and a book half. And a half. Book and yeah. a half. Okay. Don't they end at the Battle of Helm's Deep? Or yeah, and the the problem is that uh, the uh, Bank and Rankin Bass picked it up, picked up the uh, Return of the King. Uh, mm. this, they finished it off, and they didn't do a bad job of it. But well, no, it's not a is problem. That on DVD? I, mean, uh, I don't know if it is yet, but it, it, it's not a problem. It's that um, Bakshi walked away, and I still right. don't know why he walked away, promising that he was going to finish it, and, and didn't. Never and did. that's why Rankin Bass picked it right, up. Right. Yeah. Saul Saints. I, I mean, I don't hold it against him, but it was. It's just not the same quality as the first book. No, first no. Movie. It's, uh, but they had also done The Hobbit, and so they made you know. At least for a we long got, time for us got, fans, it was the story was we got more those, or less. We got there. so many good songs out of the Hobbit. The greatest where there's a whip, 
Oh, there's, there's a, way. a way. Where there's a whip, yeah. there's a way. Oh, how could I forget? God, that? I've, I've never seen that start to finish. Uh, wow. At least as an adult. Okay. Hey, how about Justified? Have you seen that start to finish? Yeah, actually, uh, it's kind of the new FX crime drama. Uh, inspired off a uh, inspired off an Elmore Leonard book, which I don't know if you guys are. I did not realize that. I yeah. love Elmore Leonard. I don't know what book, or maybe it's off a story. I'm not sure, but um, so pretty much, I guess you know the characters and everything are inspired by that. But essentially, the show is just a weekly kind of crime drama centering around a U.S. marshal named Raylan something or other. Raylan Justified? Mm, no, no, no. Okay. but. Uh, but just, uh, just it's, so it's a pretty interesting. It's just kind of a weekly, kind of episodic, uh, kind of crime thing. I would almost say in the vein of like Burn Notice, except it's a little more what is dramatic. On? This is on FX. Um, I haven't not? noticed an ongoing theme yet, so it's just kind of been the crime of the week so mm-hmm. far. But it stars Timothy Oliphant, and I, I'm a big fan of his. I like whatever he does, and he plays a real smooth kind of U.S. Marshal who's sent back to Kentucky where he grew up. You know, against his will, because he gets he gets kind of in a little trouble, mm-hmm. and so he's just kind of you know it's a guy who fought all his life to get out of his hometown, is yeah. forced to go back, you know, to to you know do his you know his dirty work or whatever, and yeah. you know it's it's three episodes in, and so far I like what I've seen, but you know, do you know how it's doing in the ratings? I haven't because here's the thing: I, this, attention is, this is at least the third time that uh, in the in the last decade they tried to make a series out of. Out of characters from Elmore Leonard, Leonard. Mm. Uh, Carlo Gugino was in um, Karen uh, Cisco. Karen Cisco and uh, Bo uh, Bo Bridges was in one about a, a judge, and I wish I could remember the name of it. Cisco Karen. No, that wasn't it. Oh, okay. Uh, and yet, certainly, some really good movies have been made out of his book. Uh, Jackie Brown, Quentin Tarantino adapted a number. Was that Out of Sight? I like Out of Sight. Uh, and I was going to say because those two are crossover. Michael Keaton actually played the same character in both movies. Oh, really? Was oh, that a Burt yeah. Reynolds movie by uh, Sharky's Machine? Sharky's Machine. That's yes. right. Yeah. Is that um, Elmore Leonard? Yeah, yeah. it is. Wow. I mean, he's a prolific writer, and they're and, and get shorty and be cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he writes crime really well. He does, and he writes westerns really well too. Yeah. Uh, but we just haven't. Well, seen this is him a any. western crime thing. So. Wow. So I, I'm just hoping this this lasts because I think he creates very vivid characters, and I've I've loved all the other series that have been tried with him, and then just haven't does hasn't seemed to have caught on with the public. So I'm hoping that on FX, that's great. Spartacus, blood and sand. Is my new like, which is on hiatus. Let me say it's gone on hiatus because unfortunately the actor playing Spartacus has been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, Andy oh. so Whitfield. I think? I think that's his name. He's getting treated now. He has like non-Hodgkin's it's lymphoma. Yeah, I guess. so uh, he said the prognosis was very good, but they're just going to wait. Obviously, although uh, it we- was announced at the end of the last episode, he's like, "There's only three episodes left." So maybe the season's already been shot. Yeah, the season's so they're working on the next. What is a hiatus? It's going to be a break between seasons one and two, right? Because this is on HBO. No stars. 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 The the bold stars original series. All right. So now I have to go back because go back because when I first you know reviewed the show, the the pilot really threw me for a loop because I was not into the pilot. some of the graphics and stuff kind of bothered me and stuff, but I gave it the, the Brett Schneider test, <coughs> and yeah. uh, which is which, you know, six you, episodes yeah. or more, um, and kind of hung in there. And here's the thing. Three and, seasons uh, or more. And I will be <laughs> completely honest. One of the things that kept us going watching it, Boop. this show has got a ton of nudity. Now, here's the thing. 
if you're stars, if you're, you know, what, fourth in the ratings, or you know... And you're trying to hold Lon Lopez's attention. Well, no, but think of it this way. You've got HBO that's doing True Blood and all these, you know, The Sopranos and all this stuff. You've got Showtime that's starting to do original series. You want to start to compete. What do you got to do? You've got to be more provocative. You've got to be more kind of flashy and get more attention by pushing the envelope. So, You're making the baby cry. I just want you to know that. Really? I'm not the one shaking him around like a he's a freaking pinata. But anyways, um, did you see what that one was doing? There? Okay. Anyways. Um, do you have candy inside? He might start dropping some nuggets, if you know what I mean. But, um... No, but so after upon fur, further review, um, the show here's here's the show's weakness. The show's weakest parts are the actual arena battle scenes because they're really real, they're done really cheesy. Everything's all green screen. The blood and the action is all slow mode. Trying to, trying to look like three hundred. Like like but what's what's really developed, however, on the show is the political drama and the and the social drama with all the people that live in the the what they call it the Coliseum. Uh, no, it's like the the den, you know, basically the den, the Acropolis the school, Batiartis, or yeah, the uh, school yeah, or whatever. The school of gladiators. Yeah. yeah, and what's happened is is it's been this weird, or I shouldn't say weird, but this really intricate plot and plan for you know the rise of power and you know screwing one person over to get you know this person thing you know, and it's really started becoming intriguing because a you're starting to actually like the characters. And B, you're you know they're surprising you in way, like they're screwing over you know each other here and there, and it's really kind of not what you expect. And one of the other things you find out is no one is safe, so that really adds a cool element to the storytelling because here you are thinking, oh, it's your typical you know gladiator you know show or you know stars you know cable show, and it's really throwing in some some punches and 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 I've been slowly getting more and more impressed. And, you know, it's like you were commenting off air, which you can maybe talk about it now, is you were kind of turned off by what you had seen. I was. I, I felt very startled by how much the dialogue was like a porn film spoken by British actors. Hmm. Now, here's here's my my, ta- my response to that is, yeah, they use a lot of the C word and, you know, every, you know everything else. And it's so it's kind of like I said, they have to be a little provocative. And, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's kind of like remember how Deadwood started using the. No, I didn't see Deadwood, but, but you heard yes. about the controversy. But you know, but right? there was fluffing going on on stage on, on on camera. Right, right. But here's the other the thing about that though too, which it kind of fits in the sense is their social standing is they're basically kind of like in a in a weird way you kind of see parallels to like the main uh, owner of the house of uh, the gladiators. He's essentially like Vince McMahon. He's like a he's a wrestling promoter, yeah. essentially a gladiator yeah. promoter, and he's sleazy and conniving and everything else. Yes. And so, in a way, when they use played this, by John Hanna, who's a, a great actor, I just was yes. Surprised but so to see when they fluff. use this kind of tawdry language, it kind of makes sense in the sense that they are kind of dirty people. They are kind of oh yes. They are kind of you know low scummy people who would talk with filthy mouths. You know what I mean? And so it kind of, you know, it makes sense and it fits. But, you know, it's it's kind of one of those where it's a 14-year-old's dream, but at the same time they've added here, – here's the, the true test. Whereas the first couple uh, episodes, like my brother and mother, they you know, they had good TV. They're into dramas and everything else. They did not like the show. But I kept playing I was because I have to watch it at their house. They have stars. So I started watching and started watching it. So they, as, as they'd watch more episodes, mm-hmm. they got drawn in. So now my brother and my mother are hooked. On Spartacus, because you know Lucy Lawless is doing a fantastic job as 
as the what a dominus or whatever they call her. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, John Hanna is yeah, know, John doing Hanna's awesome. Very good. Yeah, and and basically they've created this cool little stable of characters and intrigue and. And it's, you know, now I'm hooked. I'm totally hooked on Spartacus. All right. And I recommend it to, you know, I mean, all kind of fans of that genre. I mean, it's it's a damn good story. Right. So, but definitely an adult fare. Oh, for sure. It's definitely R-rated. There's lots of sex scenes, nudity, uh, suggested sex scenes, violence. I mean, it's definitely R-rated. Keep the kitties away. Unless you're a 14-year-old boy and your parents go to sleep, you know, at like 9 o'clock, you can sneak into the room and watch stars. You'll really love it. Let's just say you will be coming a fan of Gladiator movies after this. Okay. Um, Blood and Sand. Check it out. On slightly more highbrow fare, only slightly, this weekend, of course, is the new Doctor on Doctor Who. In Britain. In, in England, yeah. We don't get it uh, legally for another couple weeks uh, in uh, on BBC America. Uh, but uh, it was confirmed. Uh, we just heard from Michael Goodson briefly came in to say Neil Gaiman had tweeted that uh, the third episode of the next season, so will it be season six, sure. I think, um, in 2011 we'll have the Neil Gaiman scripted episode called House of Nothing. So, uh, which actually, uh, interestingly enough, was first referenced in a DC comic. Really? Yes. Really? He wrote uh, uh, a, a framing sequence writ- drawn by Sergio Aragonis uh, for a House of Mystery collection in which Kane talks about the other houses that no one's gotten around to oh. yet, and one of them is the House of Nothing. Interesting. So, uh, is one of them the House of Ideas? No, that's Marvel. Okay. That's taken care of. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Just checking. You know, so we're looking forward to those House ideas when we see those. What about the Toll House Cookies? Is that one of them? Why would you oh. mention Toll House Cookies to me? He said International you House know of Pancakes. You know I'm trying to cut House of Pancakes. I'm, Same trying thing. To, I'm trying to cut cookies out, man. Sorry. Oh. I right. just said houses, and I got excited. Okay. You sure? All right. What about the Nestle Treehouse? No, I don't know. Is that one? Keebler, Is that even one? Keebler Treehouse? Keebler, 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 Keebler Treehouse? Yeah. We must be running out of things to talk we, about. We are out of things to talk about, so let's end there. If you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, please write into oh, and complaints. Please write into editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. That's for me. If you have lawn-centric mail. Um, That's just for the ladies, really. Really? The ladies who listen, yeah. Okay, well, who are yeah. they? We'll see. Well, let's write in, ladies. Let's prove these fools wrong that ladies don't listen to cool podcasts. So if you're a cool lady that listens to podcasts, right into oh, sandpaper it. We're a cool fanboy planet. What was it? Sandpaper or what? Fanboy planet. Fanboyplanet dot com. Thank you. Thank you. I'm too Long. busy talking to the ladies. I uh, know. Okay. He's getting excited. You. Uh, this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet dot com. Across from me, Hampton, and behind you, Hampton. They call him Hampton. Frampton. I said Frampton. Sorry. Uh, this is Hampton, Lon Hampton Lopez. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use, use your, your powers, powers only for good. Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you're not saying anything. <laughs>
And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. All right. I'll train, I'll train him in the way oh, geez, you. That's what you meant. That was low. Um, that's why. Yes. <laughs> poke, 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 poker face. Poke, poke, poker face. <coughs> any of the comics thing? Have you been reading anything caught up with anything? Uh, no, but. <laughs> the governor. Oh, God, the governor is god awful. Well, nice. so let's talk about it. It's well, something. I, I only read six pages. I couldn't get that far. I'm going to let you go with that. Oh, okay. And we say with a six-page review. Okay, that um, that works for me. Any any other movie? Any movie news besides Clash of Titans? Uh, fudge. Except I didn't say fudge. Riverworld. Um, this TV. Yeah, it's a movie though. Did you know they're making an Expendables a- comic book? Yeah, I heard that a prequel. Um, Iron Man. Two posters at WonderCon. Uh, that's gonna be too late, though. Movie news. Everything's getting ready for the summer, so I mean, nothing really. Yeah, they didn't feel like there's any big ca- and there's no big casting or anything. Think. Other than that guy that you wanted to be Captain America, Miley Cyrus is now dating him. Lucky bat. Wait a minute. Okay. Lucky Who's lucky? Bitch. No, I was gonna say. Yeah, I know. Oh, American Vampire? American Vampire! Did you read it? I haven't read it yet. X-Men Second Coming. It's uh, rolling up all all the changes since... uh, We talked about it last week, though, I thought. No, I don't think so. We talked about Kitty Pride Returning, returning, but not Second Coming, which is supposed to resolve all the M-Day stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Movie stuff, Clash of the Titans. Doom War's been pretty good too. Oh, we've been we've been really heavy on the DC and haven't been doing much on Marvel X- outside of the movies. Just run X Men Four. Uh, there's been some stuff around there, and Brian Singer's off First Class. Oh really? Yeah. I definitely want to talk about Spartacus. You guys watching that at all? No, but I saw your. Uh, oh, so good. Saw your comment on it. Uh, we can talk about Spartacus. I watched the first three episodes. They, you know, like it's kind of funny. If you give the Rick Bretschneider test to it, it actually passes the Bretschneider test. Seven issues, well, seven six, episodes, six episodes, and it actually gets better. So they're pushing. Their whole thing is they're trying to push the yeah. They're pushing the cable like series on giving them and giving them porn film dialogue. And that was my that was yeah. But at the same time, like <laughs> is there a pizza delivery man at any point? There was. <laughs> the thing is, Damn, like, we've ruined. Okay, well, this was save, supposed to be sausage. Now we've got to save this bit because that's that is we can. We, there's probably a way we can do this on air okay. without being. Uh, All right. Okay. Good because I have a counterpoint. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think I've learned to not speak out in the outtakes anymore. So. Uh, just because you're a wiser man than I. Includes everything. I know. It's so. disturbing. What if you you haven't been. I actually am pretty straight. I, I, I don't I know. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm trying to side with him. Okay. okay. Just, all right. Not, yeah, but when you side him. with him, you say that I'm not doing my job. When you side with me. Damn it, I can't win. When you side with me, you ride with Satan. 
No, I don't it's know. like I'm married to five people. Mormon. I'm only two. You Mormon. Um, oh. Did you see, do you read Chud at all? No, occasionally I go in there. They had a little article. There's some guy, and it's on YouTube. He made a Bill Paxton pinball machine. Have you guys seen this? No. Does it say, we're, it says we're every, screwed. It says we're everything screwed. from like all his movies. It's like, you know, weird science and aliens and Terminator and whatever. All And it's freaking hilarious. You got to check it out. Okay. Like and then of course when it ends it's all game over man yeah game yeah. over man that's right that's what yeah. it's, it's pretty awesome it's man. Yeah, check over, it out man. if Don't you're you a fan it? of Paxton um, okay well you know what if we're movie heavy I am ha- I mean we were comics heavy I'm happy with that okay the Modern know. Family had the best best line ever last week oh, which one you have to you, he's the the husband says to Claire. The moron says, um, says, of course you smother the kids. Mother Mother is part of the word. You never hear about someone getting sfathered. (laughs) That was pretty funny. That is awesome. (laughs) Too bad the rest of the show is so contrived and lame. Oh, no, I love that show. See, I started watching that, and then you stopped talking about it. Now you're all you went went to community, so now I I watch community and Modern Family. Yeah, Uh, two different beasts, though. Yes. Friendship fringe should be coming animals. back. Um, Friends? Fringe. Oh. Yeah, fr- Friends. Friends reunion special. Yeah. In an alternate reality. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are um, we dialed in? Because I think we might have to go a little louder because all the background noise. Well, I've actually turned down the game, so I was going to. Let's hear you. <laughs> Whoa, Jesus Christ. Sorry for the cough. No, it was. I no, mean, I, I, I was being excessive. My gain word. got gained. Oh my! Gain recognized oh my. gain. Okay, let's hear you talk a little bit more. Uh, baby Bjorn, 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 Bjorn Borg, Bjorn, baby Bjorn Borg, Borg, Bjorn, Born, Bjorn, Bjorn, Born, baby Bjorn. You sound pretty good. Okay, let's hear you. Um. When my days, they're just called snugglies. They weren't baby Bjorns. That's a whole. No, new... snugglies are those little blankets with sleeves. That no, I know it's all changed. With... It's all changed. They oh, used to okay. just be snugglies. Uh, it's Actually, the terminology snugglies are what I do with my lady friends <laughs> on a Friday night when it's raining. Oh, yeah, snugglies. that's what scares me. That's you know. Snugglies. Okay. I used to think that uh, that Ed Lom was just really sexually active, and what I realize now is he just holds women and cries. Well, <laughs> to me, that's well, that's more kind of sexually active. That's more um, intimate. It's when you don't go to excess. That's the one you're okay. Like Michael you go to excess, then, He went to in excess. And, yeah. and then look what happened to him. Deep fat potatoes. In excess. Let's do the uh, Sling Blade uh, Barbershop Quartet tune-up. Mm-hmm. Some people call it a podcast. Mm-hmm. I call it a sling cast. He would have it sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the way you talk. That's a family guy bit right there. I think. Oh, great. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we're ready. <laughs> you got a starter? Are you going to prep us first or what? Well, all right, here we go. Comics, we thought we did dissect Blackest Night. Oh, were you going to talk about Dick Giorgio Giorno? Dick Giordano, liar. What? What? You said no one died this week. Dick Giordano. Sorry. Wasn't that last week? I thought his name was DiGiorno. 
<laughs> yeah, he made pizzas and no. drew Batman. Well, it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. It's DiGiorno. How come everybody at DC has D names? Dio, DiGiorno, DiDano. No, it's Giordano. Giordano, whatever. They're Italian. Oh, One of those ethnicities you, really you don't cross DC, man. Jeff Jones. Is that what it is? It's Jeff Giovanni. Oh, is it really? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Don Giovanni. He's going to be at WonderCon. He's going to look at you. He's going to kiss you and go, I knew it was you, Lano. And that's what I'm going to say. Jeff Johns of Earth. Rise. No. And then Paul Levitzio. No. No. Mm. No, Levitz is... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Dick Giordano, uh, Black Knight number 8. Um, and so uh, Saturday will be uh, the seventh anniversary of Earth Two. So if we're going to tout one store, we can tout another. Um, which is odd because co-owner, one of the co-owners of Earth Two, will be up at WonderCon celebrating. Jeff you know Jones. that I tried to bring him in on the phone call. I so, do know that. Yeah, he was. He really wanted to be. Was, That's all right. We should bring him in sometime just to who Jeff feel Giovanni? Wanted. No, no, oh. Carl D'Angelo. Oh, well, in the summer, right? Who uh, you know. Who Jeff Johns wrote into the DC universe as a child rapist? What? Yes. What a jerk! In Blackest Night Number Zero, I think it is that. Um, it's uh, yeah, Cardi Angelo gets killed by by the Spectre. That's messed up, dude. There's something a little dark. It's a little present for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. I made you a child rapist. I made you immortal. Yeah. You're gonna be in Who's Who of the DC <laughs> universe. <laughs> As a child rapist. Uh, special portion of the... Yeah. We'll talk about Fantastic Four. Um, you can rip on the Governator, American Vampire, X-Men Second Coming. Uh, maybe mention the um, Kill Shakespeare thing from IDW. I don't know what that is. is I will explain it to you. And then I will listen. Okay. Then we move to movies. We can uh, rip on Glass Titans. Uh, just mention that there will be an Expendables prequel comic. X-Men 4 and X-Men First Class news, sort of, vaguely, um, the usual kind of thing. Mark Miller got in, got involved, and that's a lot of hype. TV is a little Walking Dead news. Okay. Uh, Riverworld, talk about Justified, and then we can get Spartacus, then we'll be out. Okay. And then we can get snacks. You got ready stuff done? Can we talk about Ricky Martin, too? No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't want to say. What? I don't want to say. You don't know what to say? Or no, you don't want, want to, say. to say? I recall the interview when they first asked him about a second. Don't ask to tell. I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say. Because it doesn't that... matter. It's not your business. Is that what he said? Yes. <laughs> I am happy. I don't want to say. This is outtake material. This is great. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. <laughs> My wife and I would say that. We watched the interview. We laughed. And for like a year, we did it. Well, what do you think, honey? I don't want did to say. Did you take the last cookie? I don't want to say. Did you leave the toilet seat up? I don't want to say. <laughs> Did you sleep with that man? I don't want to say. <laughs> I'm happy. Uh. My life is good. I don't want to say. I don't want to say that. What does it matter? <laughs> That's true. And your sales just went to hell. And yeah, and now that nobody's buying his records anyway. And it's too, That's I why have, he didn't want to say. I have two, two proud sons. I want them to be proud. I feel good. I'm a strong gay man. Why is he all, like, Italian now? Or? No. <laughs> I don't want man. to say. That You're was, like Greek, man. No, maybe maybe Greek. <laughs> wow. Are you Greek? How you doing? I don't want to say. <laughs> 
That's a line that just keeps working. Oh. I finally have my impersonation that's getting long. This is pretty fucking <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> I can't even do it. That's so good. <coughs> no, you have to promise not to use that in the podcast uh, because it'll be out of context and won't make any sense. But we'll all bust up over it and sound like idiots. Uh, that's pretty Which good. I think is all part of the plan. No. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> I don't want to say. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to say. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> I can't believe you guys didn't know that interview. That's hilarious. I never had it. Heard of. That's pretty. Who was hilarious. interviewing him? I, I, hear, I, it was, I, I don't want to say. It was uh, Barbara Walters. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't want so to say. So we could probably find that. Did she make him somewhere. cry. I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to cry. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh, uh, Menudo. Mm. Okay. Which is good in scrambled eggs, by the way. We're about. I mean, we're always recording. Neil Gaiman tweeted that his, uh, his episode of Doctor Who will be next season, episode three. Yeah, uh, he, he actually mentioned that at UCLA, so we had that article when, uh, but there was second season. He hadn't confirmed the episode House of Episode Three, and it's called House of Nothing. Next year. Next year. Yeah. 2011. Episode Three, 2011. Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I think it's the power. Got it. Okay. Which does remind me that, of course, this weekend, the BB, at least in the UK, they get the new doctor. Yes. We do not. Yeah, I don't. You guys get it almost immediately. I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, that's funny. It's amazing how much how, the legs on that phrase. It hasn't. Really, I think it's his delivery. It's, and, the it's, delivery and, it's, and it's that he doesn't do it. All the time, he mm-hmm. just he waits, and then he. I mean, it could get old, sure. It, it will eventually, but it's funny. It, for it's now. funny now. Are you Are you ready with an intro? God, I haven't even thought of anything. Uh, let me think. Um, Governor, uh, no, Blackest no, Night, no. uh, Living La Vida Loca. <laughs> oh no! So I was going to do a Ricky Martin one, but then I was. I can't get anything uh, funnier than. I don't know what to say. I don't want to say. <laughs> Oh, Derek. Uh, you make me laugh. Bush going to Afghanistan. Uh, not Bush. Uh, uh, oh, Obama did you going see to Bush wipe his hand on Clinton? Yeah. Was that ridiculous? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, to my be God. fair. Exactly. Well, uh, to be fair, he's apparently quite a germaphobe and would have done that if that had been an unwashed white person as well. So he sh- bullshit. He, shakes, he shook Brownie's hand. <laughs> did he actually hand? make Good that job, statement? Brownie. Good job, Brandon. No, I, I've, I've heard that, though. He's very germaphobic. Bullshit. So, you know, I don't Bullshit. Know. Well, yeah. If you're rich, you're very germaphobic. You don't want to touch the rabble. The poor, yeah. It's yeah. not the color he was afraid that was going to wipe off. He thought it was going to be the Yeah, but the best is poverty. he goes to wipe it on his shirt. He's this close. You can see him. He goes... And then he wipes it over. So well, he had that thought did you even of, see the... I could do myself, but... Hey, it's fucking Clinton right here. Did you see their ad together when they were like? He says nothing till the very end because he wants to have the last word in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I went, "You're really that stupid, aren't you? You just really paled in comparison." And mm-hmm. and even the dimmest, darkest part of his brain knows 
I'm an idiot. I'm a lizard boy. <laughs> I look it's like, like one an step idiot. up from Muppet, and that's in contention. <laughs> well, but we were talking. Me and my buddy were talking about it, and I was like, they're going, this guy, even Clinton, out of office." He's like rescuing women from South Korea, yes. you know. And doing all this well, there's reasons for that, right? But I was just saying, <laughs> and Bush is like Bush he learned done shit yet. Bush learned how to wipe. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, hey, how they're. Uh, yeah, yeah. They That's something to, I would do. They have to, and <laughs> I haven't ruled the free world. Thank for eight God. years. Oh, man, okay, stop! You, I like to pretend that now, didn't happen. Now, do you have something? I'm still thinking. Let me think. Um... Current events. Anything um, else? How uh, are the kids? So when we were real fast, I gotta tell you this. So when we were uh, roasting Dave, Billy wrote fucking this awesome joke. <coughs> so he's talking about he's all, oh, of course you all know that Dave's the king of you know bootlegging, you know movies. He gets movies way in advance before they even hit theaters, and uh, he's all, I was I was really excited when I noticed Dave you know slipped me a DVD for Iron Man two. But then I looked closer and I read it as, and I realized it was I Ram Men too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I uh, I don't want oh. to say. <laughs> Stop it! I can't concentrate. A, it's all spray on. A shin protect, uh, a thin protective coating of hair. How many bites does it take to get to the center of the of Goodson's, Goodson's head? head? One, two. two. Three. The world may never, never know. know. Okay, I gotta do a Ricky Martin joke. I'm trying to think. Um, Living La Vida no, Loca? No, no, no. no. She bang. I was thinking of she bangs. Okay, wait. Okay, I got one. It's not gonna be he bangs, is it? No, no, I got one. I got one. Okay. okay. I'm not happy. Wait, wait, let me think. It's like, so wait. He's gonna have to do it twice. It's, it's, I suspect three times, actually. I haven't actually. worked out yet. Hold on, wait. It's a. <laughs> Oh, got it, got it. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. And we're on. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Yeah. And here's your host, a man who's now questioning the meaning of Super Bon Bon, Derek McCaw. Okay. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. With me is my fantastic crew. First of all, my announcer. I don't want to say. Oh, please. <laughs> really? Uh, um, you said I couldn't say it, and then you did it. You he are goes, such... He goes he right there. He said you couldn't say it. You know I what? didn't say you it. You know what? There are street whores ashamed of you. Why did you point that <laughs> I went outside. I was going to the street. I was pointing to the street. You actually pointed at somebody. Oh, no. I'm sorry.